No, I'm just saying him. she's she doesn't love Charlie Brown. She thinks he's a nice boy. She thinks he's a nice boy. So he's gonna be stuck in the friend zone forever, and all he wants to do is be with the redheaded girl. Welcome to Pulp Fliction. This is the one where we review the Peanuts movie. This is the PG episode of Pulp Fliction, which means we got to watch our P's and Q's. PG? I, How come no, it's not just it's, G? Uh, you're right. It should be the G-rated episode <laughs> of <laughs> Pulp Fliction. <laughs> so that means we can't even say things like crap or screw, can we? You can say good grief, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, let's hear that trailer. I'll, I'll do my best there. <laughs> yeah. One of those stars is my star, and I know that my star will always be there for me. Like a comforting voice saying, don't give up, kid. <sighs> hey, Kay, look, there's a new kid moving in. I just hope this new kid has never heard of me. It's not often you get the opportunity to start over with a clean slate. This time, things will be different. He did it! Charlie Brown needed a miracle. I just need to know the secret for doing something great. What he got was Snoopy. No job! This November... Look out, world, here I come. If you really want to impress people, you need to show them you're a winner. All I do is win, win, win. Thank you, Jacob. Here is the Peanuts movie in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, come on. All right, let me get up my phone. (laughs) Snoopy embarks upon his greatest mission as he and his team take to the skies to pursue their arch nemesis while his best pal, Charlie Brown, begins his own epic quest back home. Uh, This stars all the cast of the Peanuts. Um, It's a bunch of kids, (laughs) like a bunch of people you've never heard of, voice actors. Uh, Oh, Except for Christian Chenoweth is actually Sally. No, Fifi. (laughs) Fifi. Whoever Fifi is. I can't remember who Fifi is. She's the Snoopy's love interest, which I don't remember her ever saying anything because Snoopy's love interest doesn't really talk. I think she just made noises. Yep. Probably wow. so. <laughs> Good call. Why I hired Chris Quite the Chinua. recording session, I guess. Yeah, how strange. Uh, I actually just read about that, but we can come back to that in a little bit. Um, here's the deal. Peanuts movie, the Peanuts are classic. Charles Schultz's creation, uh, the comics have been around forever. Of course, they've had so many different specials. The Christmas special, the uh, the Halloween special is, is really famous. They even have a Thanksgiving special. Uh, there were comic strips. There were comic books. There was a cartoon. There's been other movies. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about it at all. So I'm really <laughs> curious to see. Uh, tell us, I guess, a little bit, both of you, if you guys grew up with the Peanuts, if you have any sort of history with the Peanuts, and then your overall feelings on the movie. Jacob. Uh, yeah, I grew up with Peanuts. I was always a big fan. Uh, Peanuts, Garfield, and Calvin and Hobbes, I think, were the three that I uh, you know, read the most. Of course, yeah. I also love Farside, but I don't really count that quite as much. Right. As, you know, this type of comic strip. Um, but yeah, no, I I loved Peanuts um, or Charlie Brown and Snoopy and and just I don't I guess it's, I don't know if I would say simplicity, but behind their stories because it seemed like just kind of basic tendencies for an insecure little boy 
Uh, you know, we just got to we just got to know these characters throughout the decades. Yeah. Uh, did you say Charles M. Schultz, by the way, as the he's the, the yeah yeah illustrator? I, I, I yeah, missed that part because he yeah. got off my phone again. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I watched all the movies and uh, that I can remember. I mean, especially you know the the Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I think of it. Uh, it's it right the here. Great Pumpkin, Charlie the Brown. Great Pumpkin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's been a while, but anyway, I'm I was really excited to you know. To watch this movie this year and so anyway that's that's basic as far as my peanuts knowledge goes <laughs> <laughs> are we doing reviews now or are we just going around talking about uh, peanuts? well let's talk about our history with the peanuts first yeah. uh i've seen all of the specials but i never really got into peanuts to be honest with you and brandon's just call me cold-hearted whatever i i honestly thought they were a little bit boring as a kid but i love what they stand for you're the worst i, I know exactly. you're just the worst i know I but see. i actually agree with what you just said like I, uh like it would, it would be my third behind those other two i mentioned right garfield you know, because, was my favorite oh totally uh, garfield oh, was the best. dude that's that makes us a threesome guys i'm a huge garfield guys you want to well. watch it i have all the holiday specials <laughs> for garfield. garfield yeah garfield's awesome <laughs> he, was, he was just a jerk yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's way more my style than like sweet charlie brown of course there's plenty of jerk characters in charlie brown there are lucy um, for sure lucy uh but I mean, I love that they're around. I would never want them to go away. I really like the Peanuts song. It makes me happy when I oh, see yeah. that they're on. Not that I particularly watch them, but if it wasn't there, I'd be like, oh, that makes me real sad. Yeah. So I'm still kind of nostalgic for it, even though I didn't really watch it growing up. I did. I just wasn't that into it. I, I really like the Garfield. Uh, Garfield was my favorite. I also, you said your favorite. Um, mine was Garfield, then a family circle. I don't know if you guys remember that one or not. Uh, yeah, I liked Calvin and Hobbes better. The the family circle is that right? Is that what it's called? Family circus. Family circus. circus. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. That's how. That's how long it's been since <laughs> since, since I've yeah, read. Yeah, yeah, since I read. Seriously, I write for one now, but I don't read one. Uh, <laughs> but I love the family circus and then peanuts. Uh, and I do love the specials. I love. Here's it. They were definitely more wholesome than, and that was Charles Schultz's you know, whole thing. I mean, they're very wholesome and Charlie Brown is especially the character of Charlie Brown was such a good natured, kind, good hearted person. And I really like that. Now there were some fun characters too. I really like the, the different cast of characters that they had, you know, there's so many different personalities. Uh, you did have some jackasses, Lucy, even Snoopy is, is kind of a, kind oh, of, a, he's a total, um, mess with you kind of. Yeah. Character yeah as well. Yeah, he is. Uh, and I love Snoopy. Uh, anyways, I was a I was a Peanuts fan. Uh, I guess maybe more so than than you two. Uh, I like their sweetness. Sure. Yeah. It's a you know genuine heartfelt comic strip, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm actually gonna have a really hard time reviewing this. I think because I saw it as far as visually, I thought it was uh, really well done. I kind of have been reading a little bit about it. There are things that that I, I certainly recognize, but I just did not know. You know, I guess they did the they try to do all the things that we saw in the cartoons and in the comics growing up. Mm -hmm. So from what I've read so far, like they wouldn't see like, you know, wind blowing a tree. There was always static stuff like uh, static. Right. uh, Things going on in the background. Um, As far as each character that we grew up with, they certainly landed on all those, you know, we saw pig we saw peppermint Patty, Mm -hmm. uh, definitely Snoopy and the red Baron. Yeah. Um, They hit all of those notes. Uh, I thought, you know, it was really colorful. I like that part of it. I mean, you know, some 
I guess. Well, let's talk about uh, what's the produ- the production company. It's Sky uh, Blue Sky. Blue Sky. I think. Yeah, and now they also do Ice Age, which I'm not a big fan of Ice Age. I'm not either. Laying that one into How the funny. ground. And uh, to be honest, I'm not real familiar with some of the other ones that they've done. Uh, I think Legend was one, but I never even saw it. I didn't either. Um, I don't think I really have been that impressed with their what's what they produced. I thought that they did really well, though, combining. Uh, that type of animation with with old school animation, I thought they did really really well with it. The only thing that I didn't really like was Linus's hair. It was like too weird? realistic, it it was weird. and everybody yeah, else's wasn't. It <laughs> was just his, well. and it was kind of weirding me out. Yeah. But other well. than that, I liked the bird Woodstock, Woodstock was sleeping like it had the little Z. Like I liked oh, the little touches perfect. like that. Yeah, yeah so, and, I, and I think for the most part, as far as hitting those comic strips or what we saw when we were younger, I think they nailed it. I thought, I mean. But that doesn't mean I liked the movie. <laughs> um, so and that's what I'm really having a hard time with. But that's just in general. You know, I think they nailed a lot of things about this this movie. But anyway, I don't know if there's anything. So else. you didn't like the movie? I was exhausted by it. I was I, it was all over the place. The, like the storyline was everywhere. And between going in and out, I, I, I appreciate that they wanted to hit all of that stuff. But it's as if they patched in every comic strip they could find and they forgot to to create a story out of it. I mean, other than that, it's a real simple story. Charlie Brown is, what do they call it, the blockhead. Then he becomes popular and then becomes a blockhead again because only to realize his own insecurities uh, and, and he's trying to work on that or something like that. You know, to be honest, I thought there would be a lot more adult humor in this. So does that mean there were, and, and I don't feel like there was at all. So does that I'm, mean there I didn't was no expect adult there to humor be... when, in the comics that I read? Because when I think about it, I'm not sure if there was. I, no, I don't think so. I mean, the, I mean, that was so wholesome. Yeah, I didn't so expect wholesome. it to really have any adult humor in there. Gosh, but I mean, I can think of so many Pixar or Shrek type movies, DreamWorks, I guess, where they still find a way to to, to put that in there. Like, but I, but that was the thing, honestly, that I appreciated the most about this is that they captured the true spirit of what the peanuts were like so many right. things that they're redoing like for instance Alvin and the Chipmunks they just completely took a big dookie on what Alvin right. and the Chipmunks were right. uh, what was another Garfield They when they made the movies yeah. they completely took yeah. a huge dump on what I loved about Garfield I thought this was the first time in a long time that they took the original source material and updated it you know to where it looks like something that came out today because I do think that the, as far as the way the animation looked it was fantastic but still captured the true spirit of what it was. If they would have added the adult humor, would I have enjoyed it more like from an entertaining standpoint? Possibly, but I would have been really, really disappointed because they would have changed the heart of what the Peanuts were. So I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah, Oh, and, and what you say makes sense, and I think that's where I'm having a problem with it because, um, I mean, I thought it was cute, and I think if my nieces and nephews saw it, I think they would really enjoy it. But I also don't know if they would get some of the inside jokes because they didn't grow up with comic strips. They might be like, "Why is so and so calling her sir?" You know, um, I can't think of her name. Why, you know, why Marcy? What's calls. why so much focusing so much on the the Red Baron? And I don't know if kids actually kids probably would like that most more than anything else in the movie. Um, you know the foot. Say the, well, the. I was going to say the football kick, or let's just say Lucy giving the psycho- psychology advice. I'm not sure they'd get that, you know, because there's so much randomness going on throughout it, and uh, I just really thought it was everywhere. And 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 really, in essence, it was such a simple story because he like he wanted to meet this girl too, and 
and I'm guessing that they never show her face in any comic strip. They didn't. Or, the, uh, or they a never movie. showed her. They always because that was the that was. I didn't head, know I anything about her in, until I just read some stuff recently, and so it's like okay, I can appreciate that, but it was kind of annoying. You know, it, I mean, it just was annoying, and there are so many things I feel like didn't work, even though I still appreciated them trying to stick, you know, stay with, you know, peanuts. Right. So. I'm I'm having a really hard time with this, but I I just don't think inevitably I don't think I like the movie, which is hard to say. I don't I didn't really love the movie, but not for any of the reasons that you didn't love the movie. I actually appreciated that they kept true and all that kind of stuff. I just found it the same way that I found the specials. I just find them kind of boring. That's all there is to it. Uh, Maybe that's what it is. I found too, I found then. the Red Baron stuff particularly boring. Okay, that was my one issue. I told you I had one issue with it. They it, did way too much Red Baron. They did. Stuff. Like I, I pre- when they first did, I was like, "Oh, cool! That's that they were." They ran it into the ground. Of, but they but, went but back they to it so many times. Much, yeah, way too much. That was my only. Actually, that was my only issue with the entire movie was was how much that. they went back to the Red Baron stuff. Um, but overall, no, I I did like that they did it, and I thought, you know, I I thought it was cool. I thought it stayed with everything that they've established for those characters. I didn't really think anything of them not showing her face because I knew that they never did and I didn't think anything of the psychiatrist thing because that's just it's a thing for Charlie Brown so I mean if kids haven't seen it I don't think they'll care one way or another I don't think they're going to be like why was she in that booth giving advice yeah I don't think Um, they'll think I mean it's that it's just that they might understand they may not understand the inside jokes well they may not but Kids don't get a lot of jokes. Yeah, I mean, so. that, that's, just, that's, just, <laughs> that's just a little thing. I, right. mean, I don't have a huge problem with that, but it's just something that did cross my mind. Um, it's more so, I think it may have been the Red Baron stuff that was The Red Baron stuff really they would, got boring. Would they do that about four or five times? It, they I, went, I mean, they went I back think to way four. too much. I was, hey, I love this movie, but I couldn't stand the Red Baron's. I, the first time I did it, like I said, I was like, cool, they're including Red Baron. That's right. an iconic part. Right. Of I would want peanuts. them to do that, but you, they went back to it so many times. It. And that and last it became, one seemed... And it became like really a part of the story, yeah. like a major part of the story, and you just didn't really care. I, I didn't care. I, I really wanted to get back to the main storyline. Someone's moving in across the street from me. Hey, gang, look, there's a new kid moving hey, in. Hey, brother, put yourself together. Come on, Charlie Brown. Get out of the way. Ow. Hey, guys, what did you see? Who is it? Oh, I think I see a piano. I hope he loves Beethoven. 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 Maybe he will appreciate my natural beauty. I just hope he'll have an open mind about the great pumpkin. I think they have a toaster. My other thing with it is like, it's fine to see Charlie Brown as blockhead because he is and whatever. So that's fine to see in a 30 minute special, but watching it for an hour and a half, it yeah. kind of wore me out because I was like, oh, just give the kid a break. Like, are you kidding me? Why does like yeah, this? The payoff is so much better. I think that it, I, it, I, it was so much that I was like, oh, my, this is making me depressed. It was really was making me sad. Like I was not in a good mood watching that movie because poor kid just couldn't catch a break yeah, for he, an hour and a half I mean, but yeah that is charlie brown but i, I mean, know but, but did, for 30 but minutes did, that's fine he got the false like credit for the whole genius part and that was kind of like you know a whole different spin on charlie brown he got to be the popular kid for a while but for me i guess just because that's who charlie brown is and it was kind of fun to see him get to be the cool guy because he did catch a break with that, but then yeah, it was but so then cool. it was just like like know, downhill. But, that, but but then that showed like that when it comes down to the core of what well, I know it his is, character. Is he's, such, he's such a 
pure, wholesome, and I get kind, that high integrity. But it was hard kid. to watch him get kicked around for so long. But the payoff I thought was so great when the little redheaded girl who he had such the huge crush on, and and yeah, he you know he gets you know the crap kicked out of him all that stuff the entire movie. But the only one he really, you know, wants to impress at the end is the only one who's noticed all the things that he and I did. Guess maybe and I thought that was... I mean, that's nice, but... I, I, you guys I, were the worst! I, I'm actually totally with Rachel on this. <laughs> you guys were this the worst! This is the part I, I needed some adult humor. Because I was I was kind of checked out throughout the movie. I was genuinely I, I was, touched. Really, uh, I was bored. I, I think you said it right. I, I'm kind of with Rachel I, exactly how she said it. Maybe that's why I was having a hard time putting it into words because of what she just said was... Maybe it's just not an adult movie. <laughs> and maybe you, know? you guys both and, have and maybe, blocks of stone as hearts. I was going to say, that's what I think it is. is. Probably... I want a much taller brown to cuss and have some sex. No. <laughs> and, I'm not saying and, that. I want to treat the other kids like crap, sock them in the face. When they, I, I didn't want any of that. I, I just, I just said that it. <laughs> I just said that it hurt me watching him get kicked around for so long. How does that make me heartless? <laughs> that I felt sad the whole movie because he just couldn't catch a freaking break. He couldn't get a kite to fly even when he was flying the kite and everybody's like oh look he's flying a kite i was like this is like that kid's biggest accomplishment he's flying a freaking kite and that other kid flew a kite in like five yeah. seconds but everybody was like oh my gosh he's actually doing something he's flying a kite i was like yeah. that's kind of depressing than, i need more than that that's i need just my more problem. than fine well oh. and this is probably my life and my cynical side showing but she like said all those nice things about him and then she's like i'll be your pen pal and then she's gonna go off to her summer camp she's gonna make a little boyfriend she's gonna come back <laughs> wow. who hurt you <laughs> they're gonna be best pals and he's gonna be stuck in the friend zone forever <laughs> this is what <laughs> like uh, Humor? Are you awesome. saying that she's going to be that a tramp awesome. when she goes off? No, I'm just saying she's, she doesn't love Charlie Brown. She thinks he's is, a nice is, boy. Awesome. <laughs> she thinks he's a nice boy. So he's going to be stuck in the friend zone forever. And all he wants to do is be with the redheaded girl. Oh, that's good. And she's going to be like, oh, you're so sweet. We're great pen pals. We're great friends, that's, which no, is great. You're, you're reading something that's, right. that's not there. That's right. All that we know. This movie's teaching you to just to do it all wrong. <laughs> I mean, this is a bad example of a movie. She... He got exactly what he hoped for and needed. <laughs> she noticed him, and she noticed him for all the right reasons. I love that she specifically pointed out all the things. No, I, thought I that was, was genuinely really moved. You guys suck if you weren't moved <laughs> when he uh, sacrificed the talent show thing for his sister. No, I thought it was really super sweet. It was, it was so sweet. And then she noticed she specifically brought that up. She specifically brought up um, what else did he do? Um, oh, the oh the fact that the paper? he admitted that he, the paper wasn't his when he didn't have to do that. Well, and he wrote and, that and whole the, paper he wrote for the them. Report for them. Yeah, it's great. Like she brought it's up. Like, saw that he was a great dancer. It's just so boring. <laughs> it's so boring. <laughs> it's like the story of my life where everybody's like, "Thanks, pal. I'm gonna go date this other person now. <laughs> You're a great friend." <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> There's some emotions coming out right now that I did not see Makes coming. perfect sense, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, see? Sure. I'm just concerned about Charlie Brown's future. And here's the deal. Okay. I also love the fact that they brought... There were a lot of, like... <laughs> there were some inside jokes. Like, I love the fact that he's going through his closet and all the, all shirts, the shirts were the same. same. Like, I liked when he wiped his hands off and it made the little pattern yes, on his shirt. That was there's cute. There's all kinds of, like... And, and Jacob... 
you said you had like a bunch of problems. Like I, I agree that they tried to squeeze in too much. Like every like big known iconic Charlie Brown, like characteristic uh, with the characters they yeah. tried to throw in. But I kind of like that because I didn't feel, at least this was me. I didn't feel like it was too much. Um, I thought there were fun little things. I can see. No, why I, you'd I, say I don't. That, I don't though. know if I have a. See, that's the thing. I don't know if I have a problem with it. It's just that. I think I think Rachel said it better than me. I think I was just bored, and I could care less if they did that or not because I just wasn't into the movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean to me, for for me, it just it was an adult movie. It was a kid movie. It is definitely a kid movie. How many kids were in there when you guys watched it? Um, I'll say percentage wise, you know, seventy five percent. I mean, like, did you hear kids laughing? Sure. Did you think the kids around you I, were I heard enjoying some, it? But there are a lot of there's a lot of quiet moments as well. I laughed hard one time, and that was when Snoopy, Snoopy howled. Oh, yeah. That was it. Yeah. That was pretty Snoopy good. was funny, though. Snoopy there, was Snoopy funny. He was the only thing that really made me laugh or chuckle or whatever. Uh, that was it. That was yeah. it. Snoopy was funny. I <laughs> there, actually, what, there were two parts where I cracked up, and I, crap. I even thought Just I two, need to remember huh? these. But, but, I, but I genuinely What really about the laughed. kids in your audience? Missy and I went at, like, Oh, 10 o'clock so at there night any... on a weeknight. There so weren't there very were... many kids in my audience, but they laughed more at the previews for other <laughs> movies than they did during the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, there were a few laughs here and there, but I didn't think kids necessarily thought it was hilarious either. But I haven't ever sat with a kid while they watch the specials. They may not find those hilarious either. They may just be entertained by them. Right. I don't really know. But um... Oh, I know. Okay, I do remember. I thought it was hilarious when he was... when. Uh... <laughs> I thought it was hilarious when he was looking out the window and uh, the star was there or whatever. And then the star went down. What was that? What happened? The setup was really, really funny. Talk about Charlie Brown not being able to catch a break. I remember he was like looking out a window and he's talking about how like that star was there for him or something like that. And then the star fell. Oh, yeah. I I recall that. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Listen, I love that. I I guess I, I can't really talk anymore about it. I I just don't have much more to to include. I thought it was sweet and cute. I just thought it was a little boring. Oh, hey, by the way, that Kristen Chenoweth, she uh, she voices Fifi. She won a Tony Award for her portrayal as Sally Brown in 1999 Broadway. So maybe that's why they brought her back. So this is her third animated role, and of course, it doesn't matter. Um, all that to say, I gave it like a seven. I thought it was cute. I, I think kids would probably like it. it. Just wasn't my just wasn't my thing. I thought it was well made, and well animated, and I think if you like Charlie Brown, then you'll probably like the movie. I think it was well animated. <laughs> <laughs> I think it comes down to if you like Charlie Brown, you like it. Right. And if you're not a big Charlie Brown fan, you probably well, but you, I like you probably, Charlie Brown, but you probably liked him but as a kid. I like it. Like, how how I Rachel said you... it. I like it as in a, in a comic strip or less than thirty minutes. Yeah, it seems. But have a you watched Charlie me. Brown as an adult? You may not just like Charlie you know Brown what? as an adult. I don't think adult. I have. You may like have good memories of Charlie Brown as a kid because you liked Charlie Brown as a kid. But watching as an adult, I mean, yeah, it's I've not, read the comic uh, strip. Like, you know, if I see it in the newspaper, I'll, I'll read that and then like that. But uh, it just was too much Charlie Brown. It's <laughs> 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 weird to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I I really liked it. This is probably the most divided we've been because um, I I adamantly really really liked this movie. And you guys really didn't, so that's probably the most. Well, you're kind of bizarre. You're kind of riding the fence a little bit. I guess I am riding the fence. Uh, 
Well, there you go. That is Pulp Fiction on the Peanuts. Anything you guys would like to add? Any? That discussion no. was a lot more interesting than I expected it yeah, to be. It ended, <laughs> ended up being kind of fun. Um, there you go. That is the Peanuts movie by Pulp Fiction. Let us know what you think. I'm curious. Actually, if even if you're friends of the podcast, uh, let us know because I'm really curious. I don't even know. Are the reviews good on it? Are they yeah, like the, the IMD? The uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, was over 80%. And IMDb, it's over 80 for the fans, but the critics have it like around 67. Okay. Yeah. And what's the, what's the overall score on IMDb? 8.0? Yeah. yeah. So I'm not no, I, I mean, I think that proves if you like Peanuts. Because probably the most people going to see it are people who really like Peanuts comic strips or... Uh, the specials or whatever so but then what about me because i i was looking forward to the movie I but just, i guess you just like I, brandon said maybe you just haven't watched it as an adult maybe you just have yeah. nostalgic feelings is. for it yeah which yeah. is different than actually liking it now hmm. it's true kind of makes me worry if they make like a family circus movie but i not like it i don't know those are pretty hilarious though peanuts here's the deal peanuts were never overly funny like, no that's they not weren't really their thing. no they're sweet good nature and wholesome and they're they're usually Charles Schultz was like, like if you're lining up like all the comics and and illustrators and stuff like that, he's probably like the best dude, but he's probably not the funniest dude. Boy, and, like as, <laughs> and, and as we become adults, Gee, I can't wait to pick up the comic strip. Yeah. <laughs> and as you become adults and get comic. a little cynical and jaded, uh, it sounds like you don't appreciate that good natured wholesome. I like it when she pulls a football out from underneath. Yeah, like, that's funny. She <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Wait a minute. Here's here's a fun question though. If you were a Peanuts character, who would you be? Go Jacob. Snoopy. Brandon. I think I would be Snoopy too. Actually, he's he's like. Dude, you'll be like ringing the doorbell, run off. You just you yeah, know, he's, get up there, man. Like you know, stay up there, and I don't know. He's like an ornery, funny, yes, smart jackass. He's and he's usually kind of the smartest. Care, guy he's in just room. carefree. Yeah, definitely. Peppermint Patty. Pepper, you're kind of the tomboy. Uh, like sports, falls asleep at school. Sounds exactly <laughs> like me. But gets a hundred on the test. This is two for weeks making in a, row, a smiley dude. face. She, remember last week? She was like, "I related so much because that was the smartest character in the movie." She wasn't. No, she made a smiley <laughs> face. No, no, She wasn't trying to. She didn't read any of those questions. She made a smiley face. I know because oh, I yeah. used to spell things. <laughs> and those, I would try to spell out words the best that I could, so I'd have like all the same answer in one. But it was hard to spell things because you can only pick one answer per thing. So I would try to actually make drawings out of the math sections because it was pointless. I wasn't even going to try that. Is that, why, is that why you're a janitor at MIT now? Thurman <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is really cool, though. I also really like Schroeder. We haven't mentioned Schroeder, but Schroeder he's the, cool. the piano guy. Yeah. yeah. I really, really like Schroeder a lot. Okay, that is the Peanuts movie. Uh, be sure to, to listen to our top five list, which has nothing to do with the Peanuts this week. Usually they're related, but we're going to continue uh, from last week's list, which was top five favorite protagonists. This week we're going to do our top five antagonists. But before we sign off, we're going to talk about what we watched this week. Jacob, what did you watch this week? Uh, it was really just a couple things. Um, I watched The Great Escape for the first time. I've never seen it. It's oh, yeah. uh, Steve McQueen, James Garner, Richard, Richard Attenborough, Charles Bronson, uh, and uh, also James Coburn, plus a lot of other people as well. Uh, have you seen it, Brandon? I, Rachel, okay. I'm guessing you haven't. It's, it's, Come on. It's do you even need to ask that, anymore? Like, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but never sat down and watched the okay. whole deal. It's uh, yeah, it's two hours and fifty minutes. It's based off a true story where it was all the officers 
from both uh, the European or I think more so Britain and American put into this German camp and they were putting, I mean, maybe it's the way the movie portrayed it, but it seems like they are given quite a bit. Maybe it's because they were officers. Um, like they were able to kind of get away with quite a bit. And, and I think also because they were smart or they're at least poor portrayed as a bunch of smart uh, individuals, they're con- consistently getting out specifically mm-hmm. Steve McQueen's character and a couple. So they're always trying to find ways to escape. Uh, and so they put him in like this, tougher to escape uh, camp and the whole movie is, is based on okay them setting up uh, you know it takes them three years to dig this tunnel to get out right. and really they, they dug like three tunnels and that was the plan so and Richard uh, let's see Richard Attenborough who is the white bearded guy in um, Jurassic Park yes. it's kind of cool to see him as a young man because uh, I, I never really watched any of his movies when he was younger I think this is my first Steve McQueen movie to be honest um it was kind of fun to see them, you know, just as younger actors. Uh, but he plays more of like a, his name is Big X. So he's like a high up command officer who was captured um, or POW. And so he's kind of leading the, the charge. And he wants to get 250 men out. That was the whole thing. And I don't know how much they, how many they eventually got out. But, um, you know, when the escape part happened, it was like, oh, cool. Here we go. Like the movie's almost over. And then I realized there was 50 more minutes oh, left in wow. it. Oh, wow. And uh, it's really long. <laughs> it sounds um, long. I, I still really liked it. The the, the ending really surprised me. But, um, yeah, I, I liked it. And, and it was a good war movie. And it was good to see the old actors in it. So Is it... I really like James Garner in it. He was great. Because James Garner has great screen presence. He and does. He's got like that. I'm not, he's got kind of like that maverick kind of attitude that I like, you know, which he's he's pretty good at. Just kind of arrogant. So. Yeah. Uh, Steve McQueen's all right. You know, he didn't he didn't really do much. For him, yeah, for him, he's know. never really done much for me, honestly. Yeah. Like he 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 just doesn't. Uh, and of course, James Garner from Oklahoma. Um, yeah. Who's your Who do you think is the best Oklahoma actor of all time? Speaking of James Garner, him or Brad Pitt, better actor. That's tough, right? I probably would still go with Brad Pitt um, for diversity reasons. James Garner seemed to really play. Certain role, like certain typecast roles, um, except for uh, the Notebook. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So uh, anyway, but but would you recommend Great Escape? I mean, like, uh, yeah, I would recommend it. Uh, I I think I thought it was really good, especially for I think it came out nineteen sixty three. So there's some pretty cool effects that are in it. I really there's the story behind it's pretty fascinating, especially a lot of the contraptions that they built. Mm Or how they got away with it. That part's pretty pretty cool, and especially for a movie that's over fifty years old. Yeah. Um, because you forget that they can do. I don't know if you want to call it tech technically driven movies for fifty years ago. You know, we see we see Social Network, or we see yeah. you know all this techie kind of uh, CIA stuff these days. Um, but we didn't really see it that much back then. So there was some pretty cool ideas or thoughts at these. Uh, I mean, I guess were, that really happened, especially how they dug out of the tunnel. It was pretty, pretty, pretty impressive, really. Um, for that, I, I would suggest it. Just make sure you've got three hours to burn. <laughs> yeah, um, it's long, and honestly, I, I had a, I, I stopped it about an hour into it and finished it the next day. Really? See, because yeah. that that was always my struggle with it. Because I mean, like I said, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I just never had the drive to sit down and watch the whole thing. Just because it's long, it looked kind of slow as I was as I've seen bits and pieces, but yeah. I may watch it. Uh, it's one of the big ones I haven't seen. So 
Um, real quickly, uh, the Adams Family uh, and Adams Family Values is on Netflix. I haven't nice. seen the Adams Family in forever. I haven't seen it forever either. It still holds up really well. I mean, I, I think it holds up really well. I really and like the it, Adams Family. It's a really, movies. it's just a fun movie to watch. Um, and it's got adult humor in it. Yes, that's <laughs> very important. <laughs> um, and then my, I watched Punch Drunk Love for the first time in probably ten years. How do um, how do you well, how do you think it holds up? Because I'm mixed on because I, I love PTA. I'm it. a huge PTA fan, but yeah, it's probably my are. least. And I'm a huge Philip Seymour Hoffman fan. Yeah, uh, but it's probably my least favorite PTA movie. I can see that. You know, when I first sat down because my sister and my brother in law were watching it. I was like, oh, y'all are watching because they wanted to watch a love movie because whatever. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, so you chose to watch this. Oh, you, did they think it was like an actual romance? about it? Yeah. And they're like, no, nah, not really. I was like, uh. well, it's not your typical <laughs> romance, which I do appreciate that about it because yes. I really like Emily. Um, yeah, yeah, Emily. Uh, I almost said Blunt. Emily Watson. Yes, Watson. I, I think I, I think she's adorable in it. She is. Um, and it obviously it's beautifully shot. There's some yeah. really because it's PTA. I mean, it's especially in Hawaii. There's just some beautiful sequences. Yeah. Um, how he kind of will move to different scenes, and I don't even know what this is called in film, uh, where they just go to like a color screen, a, a mesh of colors, where it's kind of uh, that wavy texture yeah, look to yeah. it. Um, I don't even know what that's called, but you know, it's I admire the the, the idea or the at least he's trying something different. Um, but then, and Adam Sandler's still good, but sometimes it gets a bit much. And Philip Seymour Hoffman still good in the short time he's on the film, yeah. But still, sometimes a little bit too much, especially when they're yelling at each other in the in the store, which I always thought was a funny scene. But he's like, shut, 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 yeah. shut, and it's just like, okay, just. But I blame like, PTA a lot of, for that. There's a lot because... of way overacting going on throughout this, and the only the only actor I just really love the most on the screen is Emily Watson because she's so reserved and kind of beautiful in a way while they're acting like the Jack Wagons. Yeah. So Jack, Jack wagons, wagons. Yeah. I like that. nice. <laughs> That's good. Um, it, so you know, it just hold up. A little bit, yeah. That's how I, that's how I feel. Like I don't feel like it. I, I still admire the 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 try. You know, yeah. It, it's just one of those movies that I I think you said it well. I. I appreciate it, but I don't really like it. Well, I definitely still laugh a lot at the sisters and how much they yeah. rag on him. That's yeah, still that's hilarious. That's probably the best stuff in the movie. That and, it's good stuff. That and him and Philip Seymour Hoffman going at it. Yeah. The rest of it, I, I for a PTA movie because his dialogue is always so sharp and his, you know, his movies are always so multi-layered. This was the last and, movie that he wrote, right? Everything so. else? Wait, he wrote the master. Never mind. He did. He yeah, did. Never mind. Uh, but his movies are always so multi-layered. There are so many different characters and cast of these I mean, so diverse. And this one is kind of more simple. Well, there's just and, some stupid things that happen. You know, it's like say when he and Emily Watson finally meet up in Hawaii and they're making out on her bed and they tell each other they want to smash each smash each yeah, other's it's faces so in. I'm like I was like, just kind of like, oh, I'm like it's not even really like cute. the love part of yeah. it because. She doesn't strike me as this angry person, no. and so honestly, what does she see in Adam Sandler's character? I a guy who the, really, is, I think that an entire movie is she's too angry. Good for him. That's exactly right. The she entire just, movie, I feel she that really needs love that bad, you yeah. Because God, she can do so much better, yeah. And it's nothing against his looks or anything like that. It's just that his anger management problems. Yeah, what woman would want to be around that? That that part just that's unconvincing. That's yeah, all. I agree. So, yeah, and this good side doesn't compensate for how bad his bad side is right 
Yeah. I don't think so. No. I have actually seen this movie, but I haven't seen it since it came out. That's why I'm not saying anything. Oh, that's all Just right. for the record. Did you, do you remember liking it? No, I didn't like it. Okay. When I originally saw it. So I haven't watched it again, but that's it. I, that's I, I think I'm a huge PTA fan, but I, it's, I think it's the least of all his movies. It's either that or Inherent Vice. Ooh, yeah. Inherent Vice was, that was rough. That was yeah. so, so disappointed. But in it was that, more interesting. The cast was, it was so great. It was more interesting, I'll say, but I don't know if it was better. No, it, it was probably actually, it was, Club was, was probably a better movie, but Inherent Vice I was probably a little more interested in. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, what have you been watching lately? I've been watching some TV. Um, I watched <laughs> <laughs> I watched Master of None, which is the Netflix original series by Aziz Ansari. Um, it's getting yeah, I saw that super out. stellar reviews. Yeah, people it's got, are raving it's got 100% about on Rotten it. Tomatoes from 53 critics. So that's pretty yeah, dang that's legit. Wow. Um, and then on IMDb, I think it's 8.7. I mean, nice. this is everybody that's watching it is really loving it. Um, it's basically about, I'm sure a lot of it is based on Aziz's life. Actually, his parents in the show are his parents in real life. Oh, that's awesome. Um, are they terrible <laughs> actors? Or are they, they're not they, great they, actors, but, but they're also awkward. Like, um, I've watched some of his stand-up and stuff like that, and he'll have his parents on there briefly. They're just kind of awkward people. So, right. I mean, they're totally believable as his parents. Um, but he plays a 30-something actor in New York, and it's kind of just... Um, it's kind of just life. It's kind of watching life as a 30 year old, as a 30 year old single person. And it goes from being, I thought the first few episodes were really, really funny. And I was hooked after the first one. Cause it's called plan B and it's about kids. Uh, and, and I think anybody's perspective who hasn't had kids by the time they reach 30 is kind of like, yeah, I want kids. And then you see some kids and you're like, do I really want to have like, these yeah, no, kids? I'm good. Yeah, exactly. I can, I can, I can um, recognize that. So, uh, I was hooked from the very first episode, but as it goes along, it's actually, it's really smart. It's got a lot of heart. It's pretty charming. Um, Aziz has written a book. I don't know if you knew this, where he did a lot of studies on like dating nowadays and what's acceptable and how it dating used to be compared to how it is now and people texting one another and things like that. He talked about it a lot on his stand up that's on Netflix, but uh, he actually has a book where he did like legit studies on how relationships work. And I think he's really smart. A lot of that bleeds into this show, but it's a lot of humor. I mean, there is a lot of humor in it, and it's kind of a. I don't know. He he has little. He has some Tom Haverford essence. I was wondering that. that was, I was wondering how similar his character was to Tom. Um, he's a well, lot. He's I a mean, lot less superficial. Aziz and Zari, He doesn't have much range. I would say. Don't you think? Uh, I don't think he probably does. I don't know. I haven't seen him do a lot more. But I think he's basically playing himself. So he's really good in this. And uh, I just think it's really interesting. It covers everything from um, kind of different races and how hard it is for Indians to get. There's a whole episode about like he's trying to get these parts and they all want him to do an Indian accent and how he <laughs> refuses to do that. Um, there's a lot of stuff about dating and relationships. It's, there's, he covers kind of the point where you get to know your parents as like real people that aren't your parents. Like they're, they're real people with feelings and childhoods and um, kind of all that stuff. And I mean, he covers a lot of ground and it rang really true to me because I'm in that stage of my life. So I thought it was really, really good. But at the same time, funny, charming, uh, heartwarming, but still has kind of a, a cynical real life side to it. So all that to say, I would definitely recommend Master of None. 
Yeah, but I've I thought it was a stand-up. I didn't know it was a series, so I'm kind it's of looking series. forward to seeing uh, it. I think there's 10 episodes, and I've watched them all. I'm pretty excited about watching it one week, as well. So. As soon as I've talked about it, we're going to watch it. it uh, I mean, I think he's funny, and like you and all the reviews I've seen, people seem to love it, so I'm sure. Are you going to watch it right after you watch Narcos? <laughs> I do still That's need on the to watch. List. I do still uh-huh. need to watch Narcos. Yeah, Brandon's going to watch it, Rich. Oh. Don't worry. Are you going to watch it right it. after you watch It's a Wonderful Life? <laughs> I said I'm going to watch it this Christmas. <laughs> um, very quickly, the other things I've been watching, uh, Mr. Show, if you're familiar with Mr. Show, is now with Bob and David. <laughs> Mr. Show was a sketch comedy series with David Cross and Bob Odenkirk that used to be on HBO. When was that, like 20 years ago or something like that. Mr. Show, it was in the mid 90s. Mid 90s. Uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge Mr. Show fan. It's it's kind of a cult of classic. Um, it's oh, it's hilarious. It's it's really. I mean, it was pre Arrested Development, obviously for David Cross, and pre Breaking Bad, obviously for Bob Odenkirk. Um, and I mean, the, it's a hilarious, really clever, really smart show. It ran from 95 to 98. Is that what you said? Mm. I just knew it sometime in the nineties, oh. but they've it or they've brought it back kind of on Netflix. It's now just called With Bob and David, uh, and it's the same format of a show. I've only watched a couple episodes, um, and I still think it's pretty good. It's still really smart. I don't know if it's as funny, but it's it's still very smart. Um, from the friends that I know that have watched Mr. Show, it's kind of mixed reviews on it. I think everybody likes it, but they just don't think it's as good as Mr. Show. Uh, but I think there's maybe five episodes of that. That's on Netflix now. And the last thing that I watched, I started American Horror Story Hotel. Uh, and there's a lot of gross things that happened in that first episode. But I'm really intrigued. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and jump in here because actually Rachel and I watched American Horror Story together. So we just started season... Uh, well, the new season, Hotel. Uh, we're, we're like, what, four or five, five. episodes behind? Yeah. Uh, oh, but I, I do want to chip in on Mr. Show. I haven't got to watch it with Bob and David yet. I watched the first episode. It was pretty funny. But anyone listening, you had to watch Mr. Show, which this was based on, uh, because it's great. But that first episode of Hotel, here's the, uh, you know, all the American Horror Story um, seasons have gotten, like, great reviews. Critics love it. Audiences love it. But then, you know, I'd heard bad things about Same Hotel. Um, so I was curious. So I looked them up. And, I mean, they're very mixed. Um, I mean, kind of the consensus is that, you know, there's a lot of style and gore and violence. where, But the storytelling isn't as strong as previous seasons. Um, but it's weird because that was a consensus on the show. But then when you look at each individual episode, it's rated really high. So I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I like the first episode. I will. It is very it is, graphic and gory, it, though. But for like a guy like Jacob who isn't into this, would because not I would fly. say all the previous seasons were more, you know, thrilling, suspense. You know, there's gore here and there and violence here and there. But like, man, they really laid it on. I'm thick. really surprised they could get away with showing this on cable. Yes, on, on basic cable. I would say even watching this on if it were on HBO, I'd be like, ooh, that's brutal HBO. But this is on basic cable. Yeah, which is, which is really it was really pretty jarring. Yeah, I don't know what happened to uh, uh, Ryan, whatever his name is, but something. But there's some deranged <laughs> things coming out of that mind now. Ryan Murphy. Ryan yeah. Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, he's all over the place. He created Glee and he created American Horror Story and of course Scream Queens. Um, 
But I'm an American Horror Story fan, and I'm I'm intrigued by Hotel, of course. Time will tell whether there's more gore or more story to it. But I felt like the the first episode was a good mix. I am really interested in the story, but it was definitely gory. So, and I don't know. I haven't got a pulse on what the fans think about this this season yet. So I'm going to kind of delve into that because I'm curious myself to see what this the fans think. Good of this question. One. But spoilers, you never know. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. Okay, Brandon, what have you been watching? Uh, really, uh, honestly, I haven't watched much this past week. I went out of town twice. Um, I did watch this. Okay, there's indie movies, and then there's, like, indie, indie movies. <laughs> I went to this arcade uh, video game retro festival with my brother, because he's really, really into video games. And uh, there is a filmmaker there who's into video games, and they made an old-school Atari game based on this indie horror movie that they made. It's this horror comedy movie called Conjoined. Um, yeah, look it up. There's going to be, like, six uh, votes on it so far. You're probably going to have to, like, put it in, search it, and then IMDb still going to be like, oh, there it is, actually. Yeah, so this guy was there that the writer, director, producer of this movie was at this festival. He screened it. There was like seven – actually, there was like 12 people in attendance and like half of them left like 10 minutes into it. <laughs> uh, so, I felt, so my brother and I actually just really felt bad for this director, writer. So we just stuck around and watched it for him because we felt bad that everybody else was leaving. But it was this crazy weird story about conjoined set of t- Siamese twins. One of them's evil. One of them's good. Uh, dating this guy and uh, they keep trying to hook up the other twin with people and she keeps killing them and so <laughs> so the guy gets fed up as like oh we got to cut off your sister because she keeps killing everybody it's actually pretty funny and ridiculous and stupid uh, but it's like definitely not just indie it's like this dude would probably be really, really jazzed to know that we're talking about him on our podcast uh, right now because it might be the greatest reach he's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> we might have just like tripled his audience. So Here's the tagline for it, Rachel. Fate brought them together. Flesh kept them together. <laughs> Love will tell them, tear them apart. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> but if I can get even one person to see this... Uh, and vote on on IMDb that dude. Uh, his name is Joe uh, Jaraspi. He will be so uh, super. Grisafi. Grisafi. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, sweet, sweet, sweet guy. Uh, you butcher a lot of people's last names. I do. I for do. a guy who's got a interesting last name. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> uh, oh, but I will say a couple hot chicks. He did do a good job of casting a couple hot chicks in this that you've never seen or or heard of. And never will again. Uh, no, no, but. Uh, and he was even talking – I don't want to get too much – this is crazy that I'm talking this much about this movie. But the last thing I'll say, like it's so ridiculous. He even made it like, yeah, there's lots of mistakes. And we knew there was lots of mistakes. But we didn't have the money or budget <laughs> to fix them. So you'll see all these mistakes in the movie. Uh, at one point, this guy rapes this girl. But he very, very, very clearly and obviously still has all his clothes on while he's doing it. Uh, <laughs> it's like one of those kinds of movies. Nice, uh, but yeah, go watch Conjoined. You'll get a get a laugh out of it. I can't believe I just talked about that movie. Uh, here we go. That is Pulp Fiction. That's what we've watched this week. Be sure to listen to our top five antagonist podcast as well. Thank you so much. Bye bye.